Patas. 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 Hello, and welcome to our mini pod, our mini capsule pod, a small batch of batch presented by Fart House Podcast, where we're going to cover the finale episode of the bachelor matt james's bachelor episode um i we have no notes for this we're shooting from the hip as patrick just said to me prior to recording um so yeah patrick thoughts concerns observations you had about the final episode so i feel like there's kind of a lot i want to talk about even though i feel like the finale the the final episode itself was relatively boring there was some interesting yes. developments and after the final the road after final rose was interesting the, the biggest thing that i want to talk about uh because i was just kind of aghast and we were texting about it was when <laughs> is when chris Harrison said, like so matt james has this really great conversation with his mom and his brother and his mom is just Kind of like telling him it like it is, like for her, at least for her, like she's she wasn't trying to be, um, uh, like preachy. She was just, you know, she was basically saying, you know, love isn't the end all be all. Was like the the quote that was like pulled for all the promos, which I thought was a very good point. His mother was like, just because you're madly in love with someone doesn't mean you're gonna that that doesn't mean a good relationship. Like I'm sure she was madly in love with Matt James's father, but he kind of ended up being a shithead. Yeah, you know, and so. She, she wasn't even saying like I think she was actually saying that more to look at the final two women Rachel and Michelle and be like which one do you see this being more of a lasting exactly like I didn't get like a Debbie Downer vibe like oh she's just like bitter because like of what happened to her like I didn't get that vibe it was more like a just like hey keep this in mind like when you're keep making this in decision. mind when you you actually pick from these final two who's the woman you could actually like this is sustainable right and J- Matt James's brother was like yeah and like don't feel like you need to be forced into anything they were they, it, <laughs> they were the best were pretty, family that it's it's kind of unbelievable like at least since I've been watching the show it's just only not that long like five or six years um, they seem to be like the most like well-adjusted, like they gave the best advice that I'd seen. Yes. And I loved, cause we had talked about this last episode with Hiroshima Monomore about how there's like this cosmic impossible love yes. kind of narrative that's always on the bachelor and this, and we talk about how toxic that was, but in this episode, the parents, uh, her, uh, Matt James's mom is like that cosmic impossible love is actually not long last yes and i love that she just laid that bare and i love that but anyways that had a huge effect on our young matt james sure did and so as a result of that he let michelle my beloved minnesotan i love michelle i think she's phenomenal Mm -hmm. even though she's from edina which is a very rich section Mm. of the metro area that was north of minneapolis or south like where's that in situation to eden prairie eden prairie so edina is an actual suburb of minneapolis gotcha so it's one of the older suburbs but eden prairie is a suburb of a suburb. Uh, so Eden okay. Prairie is on the other is it, it it's next to Edina, but Eden Prairie doesn't even touch Minneapolis. Oh, uh, okay. If that makes gotcha. Sense. Yeah, that makes so, sense. 
Like there's Edina another like, like city in between Eden Prairie and Minneapolis, basically. Yeah, and that is basically Edina. Gotcha. So Edina, but is known as a very rich area. And in the Mighty Ducks movie, they are the evil team, the Hawks. They are the cake eaters. That is what they are known as, cake eaters. Forget it, cake eater. You want to play? Play with yourself. And they're from Edina in the movie? Yes. Oh, cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Huh, so that's, that's where Michelle is from, but I love Michelle. Um... And then, so he dumps Michelle. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts about that dumping? Uh, well, before I get to that, we what I wanted to touch on, I can't remember if it was before or after the Michelle dump, uh, but was when... Uh, the flush. Was when, you know, Matt came to... Matt was struggling and kind of summoned Chris to kind of talk things out. I See, I thought that was after the, the was dump. Was it after? Okay, I okay. Believe, I believe there was the dump, the flush, the Michelle mm-hmm. flush. <laughs> And then he was like, I need my dump and flush. I, uh, poor Michelle. Okay. Yeah. Let's go through that then. And then we'll, and then we'll touch on my Chris. I can't remember. I think this was the time. You might be right. You might be right. So Michelle dump and flush. And then, (laughs) and I was very, it felt, um, it was inevitable. You and I were texting about it. It felt very inevitable and it was so painful. It was awful. Did that feel like like one of the more brutal dumps? (laughs) <laughs> I don't mean to be glib, but did that feel like one of the more brutal? It was brutal because breakups? she was so excited, and you could just see on his face. I don't know if you've ever been, you know, having to break up with someone where you're like trying to fake it. I could just see the pain in his eyes, and he was like, "I this isn't. I can't do this." You know what? To Matt's credit, he has not strung along women for very long. I feel like he gets rid of them. In a timely fashion. I think Michelle was the only one that I think he probably could have. I think overall he did okay because it's such an impossible position. But he did kind of seem to. I don't know. It's hard to say how much of it was him or how much it was her thinking about what she what the signals that because she kind of was very um, she seemed very sure of things. And maybe that kind of infected my perception like about how much he actually the feelings he had for her. He was but a bit in of a my closed mind, off individual though it was kind of hard to read him very hard to read like it was like i don't know if you know had all this controversy around rachel not swirled i don't know if it would have felt at to me rachel felt like the inevitable final choice but i think a lot of that was just a function of the controversy and she just kind of kept sticking around and like no one was really addressing it for a while and yeah it's like it's probably her but well, yeah it's very hard to discern where his feelings lied he's very closed off yeah, keeps it close to the chest. Well, so there's Michelle who flush and dumped. Uh, but the other woman in this scenario is Rachel. And she got in some hot water recently because there were some pictures of her at a plantation wedding, wasn't it? Or like a sorority party yeah, or something sorry, uh, on a plantation? Yeah, antebellum themed sorority party, I think oh, is what God, it was. the South. And she also had liked some things that may have been like pro-Confederate flag something but the main one was she went to a sorority party on a plantation and that's problematic especially when you're dating a black man and mm-hmm. he picks her to win yep but it's also interesting because okay so he does end up picking her but in between him picking Rachel the racist and dumping and flushing Michelle <laughs> He's like, I got to talk to my boy. Yeah. I got to talk to my boy. And I was, and when he said that, did you, who did you think was walking through that door? 
Um, I was torn. I thought I thought it was either Tyler Cameron who was on Hannah Brown's season of uh, The Bachelor. The Bachelorette. And his best friend. And his best friend and roommate. And basically kind of how he got the gig was like he was featured in Tyler's Instagram stories. And Instagram yes. Was awesome. well, he, so I thought it would be Tyler he, or Chris Harrison. He so presented ahead. it like, I got to talk to my guy. I got to talk to a guy who's been through this. Yeah. And I was like, I thought for sure he was going to be talking to another Bachelor. Mm. But it was Chris Harrison who also has gotten booted for the show for racial insensitivity, I'd mm-hmm. say. So as soon as Chris shows up, there's already an awkward vibe. And you're like, oh, God, I was like, they should have. I don't know why they didn't cut that out. Actually, well, as we were speculating, do we want to? Do we want to? <laughs> well, my theory, our theory is because Chris Harrison, I believe, is not a part of the Bachelor franchise anymore, or at least the Bachelor upcoming Bachelorette seasons, because of his racial insensitivity. We thought that Bachelor producers were like, okay, we need to uh, distance ourselves from Chris Harrison. We're gonna make him look like the bad guy. Yeah. So, and he kind of did, basically. I yes. want to I hear your characterization of this. Cause. Well, so <laughs> like we talked about earlier and how we really appreciated Matt James's mother's perspective, how she said love is not the be all end all in a relationship. That's exactly. not necessarily what keeps things going, which is true. And I think people should actually talk about that more. And love why, in, the, in the romantic sense. In the romantic gushing sense. Yeah. Uh, is not the be all end all. And so Matt James is like, gotta talk to my boy, Chris Harrison. Chris comes in, his hair dyed so dark unnaturally. (laughs) He's clearly has some sort of hair plugs or, and it probably has super gray hair. I don't know what he's doing, but yeah. Like he even looked like he was like lit worse too. Yes. They really made him look villainous. And Matt was like, so I talked to my mom Matt James said this. He was like, and she was talking about, she told me that love is not the be all end all in a relationship. And Chris Harrison puckers. And he's like, huh, love is not the answer. Huh, great. That, that's not, that's great advice. Put that on a, put that on a greeting card. Yeah. You can say something like that. Yeah. Yeah. He said, how does that sound on a greeting card? And that perspective is mom says love changes, love wilts, feelings change. Like, don't worry, love ends. I mean, what kind of greeting card is that? He could not hide the con- like his like disdain contempt <laughs> for Matt James's mother. And Patrick and I were laughing because they usually don't. It was it sounded incredibly rude. Yeah, and it I, didn't come off like he was trying to like both sides. It it came off as Chris Harrison being manipulative and really dismissive and rude towards Matt James's mom's perspective. Yeah, it was almost shocking. It was almost like your mom's an idiot. <laughs> Your mom's a fucking idiot. Like, it was, like, out of control. I couldn't, like, Patrick and I were texting during it because it was so, it seemed so out of character. And they normally wouldn't edit the show that way. But I was like, I wonder if they're doing this to, like, distance themselves from Chris Harrison. Yeah. Because it seemed like it, it, like, it wasn't really a, it was a phonally diplomatic approached it like it, it like it's felt so transparent and like he was so clearly contemptuous of what matt james's mom was saying but like kind of trying to couch it as in like i don't know like both sizing i don't know it just felt it, just, it was bad but i think normally they would have edited that out i think that would have ed- gone out too that would have gone out but 
since he's in hot water and they want to like be like, oh, he's not our host anymore. Let's but, make him look bad. Yeah, because I don't I, know how anyone could. I mean, I feel like there has to be it was a shocking. fair amount of people that watched <laughs> that. Like, how many people, like, I, we don't know the ins and outs of reality TV, but I feel like at least, I don't know, at least five to ten people, maybe more, saw that before it aired. Oh, yeah, definitely. I'm sure that that felt like a, and like Matt James had to be kind of like, <laughs> yeah. yeah and you can like, see on Matt James's face was, too like he was like what are you saying <laughs> yeah he was kind of like huh okay yeah that was so yeah, strange and just kind of like like the contrast of like Matt James is like I need to see what like my guy's gonna say like someone I can trust my, someone my dude. <laughs> he comes in and just poo-poos his mom poo-poos right his mom who like honestly like you said that's like one of the smartest thing that's maybe ever been said on the show and it goes against everything. That's why I think The Bachelor needs to get rid of the proposal. Mm-hmm. It needs to get rid That's of the proposal. Like, they need to fix a lot of things out of the show, but if they fixed one thing, I think it would be that because it puts a lot of pressure on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette to propose by the end of this, which is just crazy. It's crazy. And did you notice um, Neil Lane somehow came off as the most reasonable one between Neil Lane <laughs> and Neil Lane for Neil people Lane, that don't know is okay, the, so- the guy that has the rings. <laughs> Neil Lane makes the wedding rings for The Bachelor. So there's always a big part on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, where they meet with Neil Lane to pick out the ring they're going to propose with to their honey, you know? So he came on and he usually doesn't say much. But this time he was like, yeah, no pressure. It's the most Neil Lane we've seen, like, probably like cumulatively in the history of the show. (laughs) And he gave some good advice too. He was like, yeah, no pressure. I mean, it's your relationship. I don't. I don't need you to get yeah, married. Yeah, he's like, this actually is a really big deal. So if you're not, <laughs> if you're not ready, don't do it. Ready, don't do it. And so Matt James, after he talks to his homie Chris, to and Chris and Chris his insults mom. Matt James's mother. <laughs> <laughs> after Chris Harrison insulted Matt James his mother, Matt James decides. You know, he's already picked Rachel, but he decides I'm not ready to get engaged, which. Rachel was already feeling because he had canceled a date with Rachel, mm-hmm. and so she was feeling kind of down in the dumps. So I think she seemed actually legitimately pretty happy. Like, okay, I'm fine not getting engaged. Like, we can stay together. I'm happy with yeah, that. Yeah, I think she was pretty like yeah because I think she was pretty worried about it. And I think I would have to imagine. I mean, she was so young. I would have to imagine there'd be a a, a tinge of relief at least. I think there was. Yeah. I think it depends on who the contestant mm-hmm. was, but I think with her specifically, I think she was relieved that she was not getting engaged. Yeah. And I think she, I think she did, did. I just fused two words. I think she did does love. I think she uh, did. <laughs> I think she did love Mayette. <laughs> but but um, yeah, I don't think she was like su- super obsessed with the marriage notion as opposed to other con- contestants have been. I think she was assuaged as well because he was like, I love you, which he had not said before. Mm-hmm. So he did give her a gift in a way. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so that was the end of that segment. Fast, because usually on The Bachelor in the final episode, we watch that final episode, they're together, and then the after the final rose, the couple comes on and are like, we're together, blah, blah, blah. And they kind of talk to the newly engaged couple and the exes of whoever the bachelor or the bachelorette come back and kind of confront the bachelor or the bachelorette but this was different for several reasons number one chris harrison kind of got booted from the show 
because of racial insensitivity. I don't really want to go into that. It's because it's kind of confusing. He was just kind There's of There's like so much to, backstory to it. Like, yeah, I don't, he, he, it was during an interview. He was very dismissive of like, it wasn't the most egregious, but it wasn't great. It was just, it was just bad. It wasn't like he said the N word or anything, but <laughs> it wasn't he was a Michael very, Richards moment. <laughs> it wasn't a Michael Richards, but it, he was very dismissive of people who were offended by racism. Yeah. He basically. just kind of like channeled Tucker Carlson like a little bit too much yes. for the host of he The Bachelor. He actually did say the woke, he said the woke police yeah, just like, are coming after people. And that was like, it's like, oh I know, I know what, like, and because that was the thing. Like at first I understood, um, we don't, we don't need to, no, actually, never mind. We don't need to get into the whole Chris Harrison thing. Uh, so anyways, he, he just, was not he, on he's, it. <laughs> I think you said this yesterday. He's just a dinosaur. Yeah. He needs to be replaced because he is so not with mm-hmm. it that it comes across as offensive. Yeah. Like, because The Bachelor does have a race problem. Mm-hmm. There's, it's mostly white people. So, and he was like, he's, you know, he just, it, it seems like he's not willing to admit there are any actual problems. Yeah. With he the thinks Bachelor, because the casting has improved, everything is fixed. But no, there's like structural issues that need to be addressed. Like, it's not yes. just about the casting. And the way that the show treats race, mm-hmm. I think, is a major issue. But that aside, so Chris Harrison has been replaced on this episode by YouTuber, former NFL star, and author Emmanuel Acho, who is famous for his videos, Awkward Conversations with Black had you Men. Heard, had you heard or seen any of his work before? No. Yeah, me neither. But I thought he actually did a pretty good job. I thought... Uh, at, he was a little stiff. Yes. At first, I thought he was very stiff, and then I was really impressed with how he settled in. He he's a little stiff, uh, which I understand that. But he also was not afraid to ask uncomfortable questions because <laughs> yeah. he's a black guy. And I liked how he was like Matt James, black man to black man. Like he was kind of like he, he was able to talk about things that Chris Harrison, frankly, would never, ever be able to be capable of having yeah. those conversations. Either could so have I was them actually, or wouldn't even think to have them. Yeah. So I was impressed. And also he kept it pretty light. Like he was like. He wasn't like, I'm a scholar and I'm going to come in here and instruct people. He was there to host the mm-hmm. show. Like, I thought he did a good job of hosting the show, asking uncomfortable questions. But something that was revealed during this time is that since Rachel got in trouble for those, uh, what is it? Uh, Her uh, antebellum uh, sorority pictures. Antebellum, yes. Uh, what, what are those called? Plantation. Plantation, plantation yeah, it, yeah, pictures. it was a plantation theme party. Uh, it's insane just insane uh and so she and matt james have broken up and emmanuel acho asked i mean he was he had some really good questions and particularly one of the questions i he asked that i was like oh i'm surprised he even asked this was he was like well those pictures the plantation party was from 2018 and we're in the the year 2021 don't you think she has grown since then because but rachel also said like i didn't even think of those pictures as a problem mm-hmm. until they got brought exactly because he asked and, like were you laying awake wondering if these pictures are going to come out and i appreciated her candor she's like no i, di- I didn't because i didn't think it was i didn't even I think, didn't of, think it. of it and so matt james is like i can't be with someone who would never think of that those were a problem yeah and in i thought they actually did a pretty good job of not being like white devil woman because they you know i think he was sympathetic to rachel they let her say her piece and i do feel kind of bad for her i kind of do too 
I mean, she's like probably a spoiled idiot, but I, it's like when you're from the South, you are in this culture. So I could see how like a 17, 18 year old got wrapped up in that mm-hmm. stuff and didn't think about it. But, and I think that's at the, what, same, at the, at the risk of like relitigating the Chris Harrison stuff. I think like that's what Chris Harrison was like getting at with it. He just took it way too yeah. far and it went off the rails. He got very offended and really kind of fired yeah. back. Yeah. But at the same time, you you have to draw the line. You have to say like, okay, you, that is the society you came from, but that society is needs to end. We can't yeah, keep can't living that way. Like <laughs> we can't keep saying that ad nauseum for eternity. So I thought they did a good job of not demonizing her, but also holding her responsible. And I also thought Matt James did a good job of being like, no, we're not getting back together. Mm-hmm. Like, I was impressed with him. I was actually impressed with Matt James a lot this season. I wish I had gotten to know his personality a little bit more, but I thought he had thoughtfulness throughout the season, and I, I generally liked yeah. him. This was the, mo- the most impressed I was... Um were the last few episodes and after the final rose. Like, yeah. And that, that's just because we got to see more of him. And unfortunately, sometimes when you're put in those positions, like, you know, you get, to, you reveal a little bit more of yourself. I think what kind of my hope in this, and this sounds so silly because, you know, it's The Bachelor, it's a reality show and it's silly in a lot of ways. But what I hope maybe some people can kind of take away from it was, um, was like how Matt James, like she, and you alluded to this, like she just is fundamentally does not understand what it's like to, like none of us, do, no white people, no, no white person understands what it's like to be a black person in America. And Rachel, yeah. even less so than maybe the greatest like ally or, you know, a, a white person who's really trying to um, learn and educate themselves and try and put themselves in those shoes. And he was like, she really just does not, she just doesn't, she doesn't, she doesn't get, get it. it. Also, apparently her dad's a big Trump supporter and has donated a bunch to the Trump campaign, too. So that would be like, wouldn't that be awful, like awkward as a black man being like, you're okay with this kind of guy? I don't know. It it was doomed. I mean, all these relationships with the bachelors are doomed. So, yeah, it is wild, though. I don't know if we've talked about this before, like in offline conversation. But have you seen the statistics on um, Bachelorette versus Bachelor in terms of like enduring relationships? No, I I don't have them offhand, but... um, it's <laughs> it's pretty remarkable how much more successful the bachelorette relationships are than the bachelor relationships. Isn't that funny? I mean, I that's not surprising it's, to me. It's at not surprising, all. but it's so it's so interesting. I feel like the guys always like. She's yeah. I mean, my dad. You know, we have a bachelor pool, which my wife Trisha won for like the third time, which is annoying. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, she Was picked it really Rachel. The third time. That's impressive. Yeah, I think this is the third time. Uh, my dad. My dad has won before too, though, and he was like, "My technique. I picked the most attractive person." But that's so subjective, and, though. Well, it is, but. <laughs> Usually you can tell who, like, there are some really, you know, it's it's worked pretty well for him, I'm just saying. <laughs> so I think the I think the Bachelor always picks kind of the hottest woman, and maybe the Bachelorette's picking They're just much more discerning. And I think, I think too, Rachel Lindsay has talked about this, one of the previous Bachelorettes. That's why it's annoying, because Rachel Lindsay is kind of at the center of this, and it's annoying that the racist person and Rachel Lindsay, a former Bachelorette, have the same name. I know. It's confusing. It is conf- it's very confusing. So Rachel Lindsay, former Bachelorette, for the first black Bachelorette, um, she has talked about before on, um, so the fantasy suites are kind of a famous thing in Bachelordom, Bachelor Nation, where 
you know, people think it's all about boinking. Um, but Rachel Lindsay has talked about how that's where, and you know, maybe a lot of other couples do this, but Rachel has talked about how they really, she talked about really serious stuff with all the guys. Mm. Um, and I think Tasha that's when you have like the most alone time for an extended period mm-hmm. of time. And Tasha had talked about, we didn't see it, but Tasha had talked about with, um, Ivan about Ivan was an agnostic and Tasha's very Christian. That was in the, um, and so Tasha shows Zach from the previous season. Basically all is to say is that I think the women maybe use the fantasy sweet time to talk about the serious situations and the men maybe use the fantasy sweet time to do other activities. <laughs> For some physical pleasure. (laughs) Uh, But anyways, it was a weird Bachelor. It was fascinating for many reasons. Uh, And now there's going to be two Bachelorettes, Patrick. Did you think, when they first announced it, did you think for a second it would be simultaneous? I didn't know what to think. Yeah, I thought it would be simultaneous. I don't think they seemed like they liked each other very much. It It was announced at the end there's going to be two, I think, back-to-back Bachelorette seasons. Yes, summer and fall. By Katie, a.k.a. Dildo Bay, because she brought a dildo on the first (laughs) night. Um, And then Michelle, Minnesotan, another Minnesotan Bachelorette, because Becca Kufrin a few years ago was also Minnesotan. Mm -hmm. You represented well. I, I just it. hope this doesn't come at the expense of Paradise. I'll be very upset if this comes at the expense of I Paradise. I think it will, Patrick. I think one of them is replacing Paradise. <sighs> but I can kind of understand. I mean, that's a more difficult show to pull off, I would think. I don't know. I would think it would be similar to these, uh, I guess, with the ins and outs. But but also, no, because, I mean, they've, they've. I think they could make it work. Maybe it's more difficult. I don't know. God, you're such a horn dog. You love <laughs> I love you know what my favorite part of Bachelor in Paradise is though the sex no the opening I love the opening the opening's fun I love all their cheesy little gimmicks which is weird because you think I'd hate it but I think it's so cheesy that I like it here's my thing about Bachelor in Paradise it gets a little boring because there's a point in the season where everyone is a couple and then it's just a bunch of couples hanging out in fact I didn't even finish last season it's yeah you're spot on I didn't even finish last season of Bachelor in Paradise so I don't even know if there were fireworks because everyone coupled up and it was so boring it's like these are just people making out on the beach Juliet Littman of the Bachelor Party podcast, she has said that if you're a couple, you should leave. I agree with that. I've heard that, and I agree with that. Because there's a point where it gets so boring. The chaos is what's exciting. We thrive on chaos. I wish we could get Juliet on. I feel like we would. I feel like the three of us would have a good time talking Bachelor. I ran her. into her on the street. Did I tell you that story? And I was like, I love Bachelor Party podcast. And she's like, Oh, thanks. And I was like, I applied to a job at Ring the Ringer, and she's like, Oh, cool. You sound kind of less than enthusiastic. Well, I'm just less enthusiastic that she didn't offer me a job on the mm, spot. Mm, yeah, well, you just but, torpedoed you know, our chances of having her on the show. Uh, she's not going to listen to this. <laughs> this will be edited out. Uh, I wonder if we could get Juliet. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe if this little, you know, bachelor, uh, little small batch of batch, you know, takes off, maybe yeah. we could. Yeah, we're going to really aggressively promote this. Well, Patrick, maybe this is something we can revisit when The Bachelorette comes back on. Because mm-hmm. I had a really good time talking about it with you. I Me don't know too. if we're done. Are we done? Or do we want to say I more? think we should wrap it up here. Okay. Okay. Well, Patrick, I have fun- I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Will you accept this rose? <laughs> Always. Oh, Do you think the mic will pick that up? Always. Yeah, it'll pick that up. Okay. <laughs> Always, always. All right. Well, Patrick, this was fun. This was really fun. Maybe we'll pick this up. I hope people enjoy this. I don't know if they will, but 
If they do, let us know. I hope they do. They Yeah, people better be pleased. They were clamoring for it across all socials. Clamoring! <laughs> it was a cacophony. All right. Well, this is the... Uh, the... Bachelor file cuties. The bachelor file the, cuties. Um, the uh, the fantasy suite. Batch bums. The batch bums. <laughs> Signing off. <laughs> bye bye. Bye bye. Batas. 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 Batas.